welcome to season two of the podcast, Throwing Up Rainbows. Good girl, dirty secret. I invite you in to get lost in story. You are welcome here with my dirty little secrets. You're welcome here exactly as you are and all your brilliant, beautiful, fucked upness as you shine and as you crawl towards the light. into our struggle. So if you dig this podcast and get something from it, please share it with all your friends and loved ones. I want everyone who needs this to find it. Be my eyes and ears out there because we are stronger together. In today's episode, we're going to talk about shame, how it keeps us trapped in our addictive patterns and one important thing we can do to be free from it. Let's dive in. What is shame, and why is it important that I'm devoting a whole episode to it? The answer to that question lies in the fact that guilt and shame are present in every addiction. No matter how much you want to be free, guilt and shame are going to pull you back into the black hole of your destructive patterns every single time until you deal with them. So let's explore this. When we think of guilt and shame, we might lump them together as the same thing, but they're not. Author, speaker, researcher, and super cool human Brene Brown talks about the important difference between the two. She says that guilt is when we feel we've done something bad. It's when we do or don't do something. And we check in with our values and we feel bad. For example, let's say that I have a high value for truth, yet I find myself lying to a friend. I'm probably going to feel guilty for that because I value telling the truth and I didn't. Shame, on the other hand, is when we think we are bad, that we are flawed or unworthy of love or connection. For example, when I used to try so hard all day not to throw up and then I'd fail. I remember coming out of the bathroom at night. I remember the walk back to the couch where my husband and I were watching TV. I remember the look on his face, sad, disappointed, confused, frustrated, so many terrible things you never want to see on the face of somebody you love. And the worst part is that I knew it was me. I was the fuck up. I was the problem. I was a bad person. I was the disappointment. And yes, the shame I felt from this, from failing, from not being able to be healthy for myself or the other person in my relationship, crippled me. I felt like a horrible bad person who didn't deserve to be loved. Brene Brown says that guilt can be productive because it can motivate us to change our behavior. For example, we might think, I don't like that I just lied to my friend. That's not who I really am. That's not consistent with my values or the way I see myself. I see myself as a truthful person, so the guilt can be productive. Shame, on the other hand, is never productive or helpful. It causes us to stew in self-hatred. And if we hate ourselves, we will want to do anything we can to disconnect from ourselves, 
Thus, we do our addiction or destructive pattern even more. This sounds like a catch-22. I hate this addiction and I don't want to do it, but I find myself doing it over and over and over and hating myself more and more. It's like being a rat in a little circle treadmill, where the more we run, the faster we spin, but we get nowhere. It's just this endless cycle of hating ourselves and escaping and numbing out from all those bad feelings. This is the difference. Guilt is the feeling that we did something bad. Shame is the feeling that we are bad. And shame will keep us stuck in addiction. Janine Roth, a pioneer in food and body image, says that we can't go for long periods of time telling ourselves horrible things about ourselves. Pretty soon, we're going to disconnect. And this is where we reach for whatever our poison is. Food, alcohol, drugs, sex, whatever. As humans, we are designed for connection. So when we can't get our connection met with ourselves or others, we seek it out in the form of addiction. We connect with our drug of choice, and it temporarily becomes a place for us to run to when we're in need. All of us have days where we feel junk, but for those of us living with addiction, shame is a part of our daily lives. For some of us, things have happened in our lives that have let us believe that we are bad. This belief that we are bad might not lie on the surface— like the ripples on a lake. You might smile on the surface and let no one know that you're suffering. Instead, this belief that you're bad might be like the Loch Ness Monster stretching quiet in the depths. Here's the interesting part. As long as we believe we are bad, then we get to have some illusion of control. Because if we are bad, then we can change. And if we can change things, then things around us will change. If we're not bad then this means that we don't deserve the negative behavior of ourselves or others, and then we have to change, or we have to leave. But change is legit scary, because often we don't know who we are without our addiction. When we start out, we have no other coping tools when we feel some type of uncomfortable way. So we go towards what's familiar, our drug of choice. Even if we hate it, even if it doesn't work as well as it used to, even if it's kind of destroying our lives. There's this ridiculous Tara that says, maybe, just maybe, maybe this time it'll work again. This time it'll make me feel better. Maybe this time. Maybe this time is the reason we hurt ourselves and others. Because the shame of being bad is overwhelming. Because the Loch Ness Monster deep down tells us that we deserve it. So how can we be free from shame? First, let's challenge the thought that we're bad. Are we all bad? Do we have parts of us that are good? If we're made up of different parts, then there have to be some parts of us that are good. There have to be things that we're proud of. Put more focus on these good parts. Then take a look at the belief that you're bad. What do you get out of this belief? You might say, nothing, I get nothing. My addiction destroys my life and I don't know why I do it. I say this with love, but I don't believe you. We're not stupid and there are always reasons we do what we do. I remember my therapist asking me what my eating disorder offered me, and I thought she was insane. How the hell was it offering me anything? It was ruining my life. I couldn't answer her in the session, but I thought about it all week. And then one morning, I was walking down the long hill to my job, and I froze on the sidewalk, staring down at my shoes because it hit me. I finally knew. My eating disorder allowed me to numb out the voice that said, you are worthless, you are worthless you are worthless. 
I must have stayed on the sidewalk for a whole minute, frozen in place, as people walked around me, giving me strange looks. It was the first time I realized what my Loch Ness Monster was, and it propelled my recovery. So what's under your addiction? What's the thing lurking under the surface? So the first thing to be free from shame is to figure out what the shame is. What's your personal Loch Ness Monster? The second thing is to switch your vibration. The world is made of energy, and everything vibrates. Every emotion that we have vibrates at a different frequency. Let's look at it like a ladder, where the bottom of the ladder has a lower vibration, and as you climb to the top, there's the highest vibration. At the bottom of the ladder is fear, shame, grief, powerlessness, despair. One rung up, there's guilt and insecurity. If we jump a free rungs, there's anger. If we keep jumping, there's boredom, then hopefulness, then love. If we jump to the very top, there's joy. The point of this ladder is that when you're on the low rungs, you have nothing to give to others and you're sucking energy because your vibration is so low. When you're midway up the ladder to the top of the ladder, you have energy to give to others, which is of course the ideal. The goal here is that if you're in a super low vibration like shame, someone would be an asshole to tell you, hey, you should just focus on joy. Joy is too big of a jump for you to make. But the trick is that all you need to do is get a little bit higher on the ladder. For example, if you're depressed, which is a low vibration, it's better for you to jump to anger. Anger is a higher vibration, and anger can give you the motivation you need to make a change. Just shoot for a little higher on the ladder. Okay, so episode recap. Guilt is, I did something bad. Shame is, I am bad. Two things you can do right now to start getting rid of shame. Number one, take a look at your Loch Ness Monster. If you're not bad, then what are you instead? And number two, switch your vibration. Just get a little bit higher on that ladder. Remember, shame keeps us stuck in our addictions or destructive patterns. Let's forgive ourselves for not knowing better at that time. Be kind to yourselves. You were doing the best you knew how to at that time. And now, you can choose differently. and this is Throwing Up Rainbows. Stay tuned for the next episode where we're going to talk about the loneliness of life and addiction. Till then. This episode was written and produced by me, Zizo Colante, with audio production by Cullen Bonham. You can find us at throwinguprainbows.com and sign up to be the first to get word of our newest podcast secrets. Drop us an email at podcast.tur at gmail.com. I'm also on my personal blog at zizocolante.com.